three major college prospects. Oh, we got Showtime coming. Justin Norris with the one-hand hammer. Auburn at the top. Rises for three over Young and buries it. Johnny Davis on the leak out of the slam, and that's your exclamation mark. A team looking to get back on top in the NBA. I think our job is to stay balanced, stay in the pocket, understand that being great offensively and defensively, having players that fit around Giannis, that fit coach's system. Welcome to Wisconsin Basketball Draft Night. Alongside former Badger Ben Brust, here's Bucks radio host Justin Garcia. Well, we know the uh, 20th pick, or we are soon to know the 20th pick, is that is it. And uh, E.J. Liddell would make sense for the Spurs. He is the Spurs player. Uh, that is so, spot on. If will, E.J. Liddell we'll goes, see. we extended the show to let everyone know whoever the Bucks pick will be traded. <laughs> so we were just looking through the trades that we were talking about. The Knicks have made two trades. Yeah, it was... It was wild. It was the wild, wild west on Twitter between Shams and Woj. And by the way, Jay Billis says EJ Liddell is his best available player right now. But what I uh, piece from this is the Knicks are freeing up money. And why would the Knicks do that when there's another player at point guard already playing in the state of New York who has listed the Knicks as one of his teams he would be interested in playing with as early as today the Knicks shed the uh, contract to Kemba Walker. It cost them a first-round pick to do so. They do get, ironically enough, the Bucks' first-round pick next year. That thing, that pick has been moved Keeps just moving about everywhere, all around. When, uh, when, when, when can they not be linked to this tr- to this pick? The be- go to Basketball Reference and look at the pick, and then it's just, you go it's through the paragraphs Milwaukee, of history Milwaukee, via, via Charlotte, via. Um, so basically, between the trades that they made to get rid of Kemba Walker's nine-ish million dollars. And if they renounce Ryan Archidiakono and Taj Gibson, who are both free agents, they got over $20 million in salary cap room, which would probably be enough to sign Kyrie Irving. Man, he'd be opting out of 37 and a half for 20 ish for multiple years. Yeah, no, I, I, I know. But, but yes. <sighs> And he'd be opting out of playing with Kevin Durant. Fascinating storyline. Like, I need a 30 for 30 on Kyrie. This is definitely E.J. Liddell. We agree? I agree. In the 2020 NBA draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Malachi Branham. Wow. His teammate. Ohio State. I actually would have, if if E.J. Liddell would have fell, or like would have been taken there, and and Branham would have fell. I would have brand him at a value for the Bucks because I think you, you, if you add length and shooting, and that's what Malachi is, he's length and shooting, I would have been for that. Um, man, I, EJ Liddell has been the – From day one, he was the guy. It never works out that way. No. It he, never does. He, he was the guy that everybody zeroed in on from day one, and it was probably – the wounded yet to heal from the loss to the Celtics and looking at what were we missing. Correct. Chris was injured. You didn't have PJ anymore. And this guy that replicated PJ really killed us in that series. Oh, this guy kind of checks those boxes. He can shoot, in my can opinion, shoot? Yeah. much 
much more consistent has that uh i mean i don't know if you want to come a hard rocking dude i don't i don't think so i, I don't think so yet has, he has the acreage he, he he does have the lineage to potentially become one are, are, are we are we changing it from brother to dude because i think i like that yeah, I, I hard rock and dude. I kind of flubbed that one up, but I do like dude better. Hard rock and dude. So we said we were going to go through this Bucks roster as it presently stands and try to see how many HRBs, HRDs. What does the roster look like? And the old eighty-two versus sixteen. So the Bucks have a lot of hard rock and dudes. Scale one to ten. Your level of surprise when you saw the report yesterday that Pat Connaughton, rather than opting out and becoming a free agent, and we tried to warn people, you know, you saw the P.J. Tucker's opting out and thought, whoa, what's going on here? You tried to, all right, this happens. Don't freak out when this happens with Pat Connaughton and Bobby Portis. It's, it's part of the process. But seeing Pat Connaughton opt in yeah. to a $4.5 million deal, I would assume... There's an extension being worked on, and that will be announced during the season. Pat Connaughton's here beyond this year. But still, he would have fetched on the free agent market four years, 48, something like that. I, That's a lot of money. I, I was going to put him in, in the $10 million plus category, yeah. I mean, especially if Grayson Allen's getting $10 million a year from the Bucks on his extension that Horse gave him earlier yeah. before – was it in the pre? It was basically like the basically second- as soon as they acquired. It. Yeah, it, it was right away, which at the time I thought was a really good move. And I'm I'm trying not to be prisoner of the moment, but I can't get the images out of Jalen Brown destroying Grayson Allen on the defensive end and him not being able to create shots around. Like he he was able to create, but he wasn't able to consistently finish around the rim, right? And he wasn't able to knock down shots with the length that Boston provided. But just, level just, of shock from a Pat Connaughton standpoint, it, it you know, I don't think Bucks fans realize how good they have it. it, it like for real though, think about what Bobby Portis did. He didn't have to do what he did last year and, and, and come back on a team friendly deal. Pat Connaughton, team friendly deal. Like I, there's some guys making sacrifices in their own personal pocketbooks to be a part of this organization. Knowing that they have an opportunity to win a championship, and if that championship comes, or if the opportunity comes for them to grow with the franchise, like Bobby had, he stepped up, um, didn't have the best playoffs in my opinion, but he had a, a growing year, regular season, Brooke being out, he stepped into a new role, he was a double-double machine at times, um, so he showed his worth, Pat Connaughton, stud, absolute stud in the 2021 championship run. Like there's no getting around it. Those two guys, their selflessness, it, it, you don't see that. You you really don't see that across the league. So, as the roster is currently constructed, you have um, you have Rajon Tucker, Luca Vildaza, both under contract. Lindell Wigginton and Mamu are both on two way deals. And by the way, surprised I didn't see you there. I saw Lindell Wigginton and Mamu last night. At AEW Dynamite at UW Milwaukee Panther Arena, it's waiting for you to show up. It didn't. You see know it. I'm a big wrestling uh, fan. Yeah. So those are the guys that Ever, you, I love watching fake things. It's my favorite okay, thing to do. First of all, time. there's nothing fake about it. But uh, anyway, um, the two way deals for Lindell and Mamu, Luca Vildaza and Rajon Tucker, both very very low level contracts. That those are the things that are. Vildaza is the future. <laughs> 
On Buck's Twitter, he is certainly the future, but those can often be the most vulnerable. What you know you have is Brooke Lopez, Giannis, Chris Middleton, Grayson Allen, Drew Holiday, and if we're looking at who's under contract, Jordan Wara, George Hill, and Pat Connaughton. Thanasis Adetokounmpo as well. And now we have a trade. You had talked about this Knicks earlier. So this is the, the Knicks to basically Jane, getting the multiple pick picks for the 11th the overall pick. Thunder for three conditional first round picks. Usman Dang, a very Thunder type of player. But the pick is in here for the Denver Nuggets. The 21st pick in the 2022 NBA draft. The Denver Nuggets select Christian Brown. From the University of Kansas. Relatively higher than expected. Yeah. Another player you saw early second round, maybe around the Bucks, but he was seemingly sliding recently. Yeah, I'm shocked by this one. Um, I don't look at him as, as somebody who, like, Jokic is going to be, like, getting the ball and be like, i got to find Christian Brown. You know, like, it... it <laughs> I love his size. I, I love the versatility, but I don't love him this early in the draft, being completely honest. So we have uh, eight players under contract, nine with Thanasis, and the unknowns that you you feel good about, but you can't write it down in pen just yet, Wesley Matthews and Javon Carter. So if you swap out... Grayson Allen and George Hill for Wesley Matthews and Javon Carter and bring in a player, whether it's a Harrison Barnes that's been talked about, Kyle Kuzma that's been talked about. I looked at him. I looked at his contract. I was like, it works. Is it a fit? I don't know if I love the Kuzma fit. Because of the defense? Yes. I know he can. He would add an element of wing scoring but e- even that, like I, I don't know if he's a, a, a move the ball type guy. I could see him getting frustrated with the amount of uh, Giannis touches that Giannis will get, and, and sometimes Giannis does just put his head down and go. And you have to be okay as a teammate with Giannis, knowing that like he's going to find me at times, but there also may be times that he doesn't even know I exist on the floor because he might not stop until he gets to the rim and dunks on somebody. So the way the Bucks roster is is right now, they're is technically 11 players there. Jordan Wara is a restricted free agent, so I think we put him down in pen, but he could potentially be gone. They're currently at $159 million plus in their cap. The tax is 149 so it's already a $10 million tax bill, which is, they're at the level it's about $2 per dollar spent, so now it's $30 million that you're dishing out with the tax and then what you're taxed. And that's without Bobby Portis. That right now, Bobby Portis is $4.5 million less than Pat Connaughton. If Bobby Portis does what Pat Connaughton did, then I'm totally stunned. And yeah. opts in that if that There's happens... no way! Well, if that happens, then it's pretty clear it's... We feel really strongly we were winning the title last year if Chris doesn't get hurt... Let's bring back the same exact same group one more year and see what happens. I think that's a complacent move, though. I'm not. You always have to be trying to get better because everyone else is trying to get better. Because so 
I was asked the question, Homer asked it earlier today, too, of how much money do the Bucks save by Pat Connaughton doing this? And cap-wise, they save nothing. This is this is tax money that they're it, saving. It probably been another what five six million that so he would have paid. Right, we just said we think Pat was ten to twelve million dollars yep. annually. He opted into a five point seven million dollar deal. So let's let's say six million dollars. That at that point you're accelerating the tax. In the 2022 NBA Former draft, Bud Coach, the Memphis Grizzlies select Walker Kessler from Auburn Another University. player linked to the Bucks. Bucks. Again, I, I was fine with Walker Kessler not going to the Bucks because everyone would expect him to be Brooke Lopez. Right. And you don't just turn into Brooke, what Brooke has well, been able to and, do. And big men generally, it's just difficult to get instant production. It, Dwight Howard's and Joel Embiid's are, are different from what we're talking about, especially at this point in the draft. You don't find immediate impact, impact from bigs. But Walker Kessler, another one that was linked to the Bucks. Off the board, but we are getting closer and closer to the Milwaukee Bucks pick, the twenty fourth pick Bucks. in the NBA song. draft. Here it Come is. Come back with that, Ashton. It is Sorry almost there. Pick twenty three. The Seventy Sixers are on the board. So when we return, we are zeroing in on the twenty fourth overall pick. The Bucks don't stop here. All right, the Sixers have made the pick, sort of, so the Bucks are on the clock, but the 76ers have done what we assume the Bucks are going to do with this pick. They've made a selection, but it's part of a trade. You have the details on the trade? Were you, were you talking to me? I was talking to you. So you want the details of the Grizzlies trade? The Sixers and the Grizzlies. So uh, the... Sixers are sending Danny Green and the 23rd pick, which is David Rohde, out of Colorado State. The I believe he was the Mountain West Player of the Year. Uh, really enjoyed his game, but he was a projected late second-round pick. So this is a, a move in which you know somebody says, we want this guy, we're moving up. Um, but yeah, Shams was on this one before Woj as we're, we're battling it out. Philadelphia trading the 23rd pick to Memphis for DeAnthony Melton. So Melton is going to Philadelphia, Danny Green to Memphis. And so that it's an opportunity for Ty Ty Washington or EJ Liddell, uh, two guys that could potentially land with the Milwaukee Bucks. I would, I would land Ty Ty Washington. Like a lot, he was projected lottery pick, late lottery pick that could actually end up with the Bucks. We were talking about it off the air too of uh, I think a lot of Packer fans were enthused with the picks because it was what are what are basically the three constants we know in college football? Alabama, Georgia, and Clemson and yep. Alabama and Georgia are really good defensively. So if that's what we're targeting, like a, a historic defense from Georgia. Let's get one of those guys. And for me, it's always been that way with basketball if I'm going to keep the pick and I want a guy that I know this guy's more likely than not going to produce at the NBA level I want somebody that John Calipari got ready and the pro factory at Kentucky so he's got the resume and just to confirm Danny Green and David Rohde to Memphis and DeAnthony Melton to the 76ers that was the 23rd pick and the 
Bucks have two minutes and 12 seconds. Uh, Danny Green is not going to play this year, I would assume, with the ACL injury that he suffered in the playoffs. Which, so, to his credit, before that ACL injury, he started to play like really well in really, that series. Really, really well, like Danny Green of championship era. And uh, DeAnthony Melton, the contracts are very similar. They're both expiring deals. I think Danny Green was around ten million. Melton's at about eight and a half. But what he did really well last year was shoot from the corners. He had his best offensive season, especially shooting the basketball. He's in the ninety-second percentile on corner three percentage. He hit forty-eight percent of his corner threes. And when you're playing with James Harden, as we assume he's going to be back in Philly, it's a move that makes a lot of sense. That. Daryl Morey would target a guy that can sit in the corner, wait for the pass from James Harden, and hit a three. Yeah. Especially with no Danny Green physically this year. And um, so I-, I want your guys' opinion on this. The broadcast is in commercial break. The Bucks have been leaked on Twitter to their pick. I like waiting. I like I like the effects. I, I don't know about you guys. I like waiting for the effects of the yeah. TV with the. Dun, 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 I'm with Ben dun, dun, on this. This is I, I, this is a poor move. I, I feel like I, I feel this like we're is missing a what? out. It's a poor move. I feel like we're missing out right oh, I now. I thought he said something else. What, what do you think we're missing out on? I don't like that they had to go to break, and now we're going to get we're going to get it right now, which is great. But I feel like we knew it two minutes ago. Yeah, but like honestly, I could have done that about every single pick. Uh, but because it was the one that we extended the show for, and by the way, we found out at 9.25, 25 minutes after our scheduled time to be on the air, <laughs> that, the, that the Bucks are picking. Uh, and I believe David, uh, David, Adam Silver is heading to the podium. David Silver shouts to 90210. Huh? I was going to say David Stearns. I know. But David Silver, great character on Beverly Hills 90210. All right. Adam Silver taking a real long time to walk up there. Yeah. I, I mean, come on, Adam. We, we know the pick. We know the pick. Ashton, what's the pick? I don't can't do say it. it. If, if, I can't say it. I, I, if we don't get. I should have said it. Adam you Silver but you at the podium. Okay, have, here you it is. Don't have I, it. You know what? How did he miss the chime? With the 24th pick. In the 2022 NBA Draft, the Milwaukee Bucks select Marjan Bochamp. So NBA G League's Team Ignite. You thought they were going to package this, right? Prior to the announcement of this. Correct. Does this change your opinion? Not to mention this young... I mean, why I like it, lengthy, seven-foot wingspan, defensive, uh, and... You know, if you heard me all year long, what did I think the Bucks were missing? And I tried to convince myself that like a DeAndre Bembry could be this, because Pat Connaughton and Grace Allen—they're just not. The Bucks needed to get more athletic. Yes, and they become more Pat Connaughton. Uh, again, yes, it was in the dunk contest. But you need versus, more. But I'm that. talking about a six-six-six-seven. Right. You, you need more than just po- Pat Connaughton exactly. that you can point to, right? And, and this is a guy again, versatile defender and opportunistic offensively. That's perfect. That's a guy who's going to create second chances on offensive rebounds, tap outs, and he's going to be able to guard one through four. So I think from a from a need standpoint, it checks it checks my box. Um, I know everyone wanted EJ Liddell, a guy who can step out and shoot. You know, he EJ Liddell is a guy that you look at the highlights and you're like, I want him. 
Um, Marjan's a guy where you're like, he doesn't shoot very well. Um, you know, he went to the, the G League, kind of a weird route, community college before he went to the G League. But I like, I like, you know what I like? I like the tangibles. And at 6'6 with a seven foot wingspan, that's a guy that's going to create second chance opportunities. He is going to create some defensive havoc, steals, blocks, and, uh, I, I like it. I, I really do. You think they're keeping this? What do you know that I don't? I don't no, I'm, I'm just legitimately asking. I do. Because, okay. again, I think it fits the need. And, and it's just the way the the board fell. Um, like, I, I I do think, as much as I don't lo- like, wouldn't have loved Walker Kessler, I could have seen the Bucks taking a guy like that, um, kind of grooming him into... Oh, I love Marjan's emotion. That's the most tears we've seen on stage, baby. That's a guy who cares. That is, what are we calling him? Give it to me, Ashton. Rockets in his ass. Well, I, I hope he's got I, rockets in yeah, his ass. Yeah, we hope so. He but... would call those guys hard rocking brothers. That is Shaka Smart talking about guys who can guard every position, super strong. Now, again, at 6'6", 200 pounds, he's not a hard rocking brother yet. Um, but he can turn into a hard rocking dude, add 30 pounds, become that versatile, long defending wing. Six foot six, but he's basically a seven foot wingspan. Defense is what you're going to talk about the most with yes. him, that he can defend multiple positions. And I know that's boring to people, but, I, but that's I, how the Bucks win. Exactly. And I was going to say, when you go back and listen to everything that John Horst said last Friday, he made sure to reiterate defense we won in the past because of our defense and obviously the defense took a step backward in the regular season last year well we also didn't have brooke lopez so we think that's a big piece to it but you know he himself said what you've kind of alluded to throughout the show you you can't become a prisoner of the moment in the league and that we lost to a team that had this therefore we weren't scoring enough Right, and, well, this is clearly the blueprint. This is what we have to do moving forward, that you can't get locked into that line of thinking that we think we're a defensive team, we think we have pretty good shooting, we think we have the best player in the world, and we got really good complementary pieces around him. Let's just continue to build up this defense. And if the knock on him is, well, not a great shooter, shooting is, is one of the things. I know it's easier said than done. But shooting is one of the things you see guys improve upon as they go through the league. All right. I'm going to pull a Jason Wildy. I know Jason's been on Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ during Packers season. You hear him across ESPN Wisconsin on Wildy and Tausch. I'm going to do a little bit of reading on the radio. This is a, a Marjan uh, scouting report. Um, in total, where Bochamp is best overall on the court right now is as a defender. He truly takes pride in not letting his man get a clean look. He does an awesome job of using his chest to get into opposing offensive players, walling up absorbing contact to where even bigger wings can't plow through him. More physical at a point of attack than quick. Could have some small issues against quicker guards, but he is switchable and will be able to handle twos through fours. Does that not explain what we've talked about this entire extended Wisconsin basketball draft night about what the Bucks need? 
You had to throw it extended, too. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, but I'm having fun. It's a fun pick. I, I think it's a fun pick because it's intriguing. It's different. It's not um, It's not the EJ Liddell step out and shoot guy. This is a guy that is versatile and can defend and fits the blueprint of how the Milwaukee Bucks have won over the last three years. So the pick is in. It's Marjan Bochamp. 855-616-1620 is the number to get in touch with us. Your reaction, your instant reaction to the selection of Marjan Bochamp by the Bucks. Uh, we'll get to some more scouting reports and hear from you as the draft rolls on. All right, Marjan Bochamp is the pick at 24 for the Bucks. Played for the G League Ignite last season. As we said, he's basically got seven foot wingspan. He has a lot of length on the perimeter, and he's a defensive guy. So you know Bud's going to love him, assuming this pick is staying in Milwaukee. You know Bud is going to love him for his defensive acumen. And as we've touched on, E.J. Liddell is a guy that got mentioned the absolute most. Everybody was salivating over Dalen Terry, but I think he came to realize he's, he's not going to be there at 24. So E.J. Liddell was the other guy because of his frame and ability to step out and shoot and defend multiple positions. You basically get all of that sans the shooting that Liddell had with Marjan Bochamp. Yeah, but I would also say you get a better athlete and, and a like, motor yeah, that he has like, yeah like he's more focused on how he like his how he can ex- exceed at his role and his role is going to be switching to th- two through four you know being a versatile guy getting offensive and defensive rebounds being disruptive on the defensive end you know really working the blocker spot I'd say, you know, he's not going to be standing in the corner trying to shoot threes. He's going to be looking for a dump-off pass and trying to finish quick at the rim. Uh, whereas EJ Liddell would be more pick-and-pop. Uh, so you already have that. If Bobby Portis comes back, Bobby Portis is just a polished EJ Liddell. You know what I mean? So you'd almost be drafting something you already have now you're drafting something that's a need. So what if they keep this pick? What if Bobby Portis pulls a Pat Connaughton and opts in to that $4.5 million deal, and they're basically running back the same group? Maybe there's some trades made with guys that are making less than $10 million or around that figure to bring in more players or a guy that can check off some of the boxes we're talking about with Marjan Bochamp here. But what if they essentially keep this entirely the same, controlled salaries here with Bobby and Pat Connaughton, you add in a guy like Marjan Bochamp, which if you have all those pieces in place, and if you do that, if both of those guys for some reason opt in, I would expect them to fully use the taxpayer mid-level exception. You you can add another piece where all of a sudden you're looking at we got the exact same team essentially, but more depth for a team that is pretty confident if Chris Middleton doesn't get injured, we're champions last year, two years in a row now. You gotta feel pretty good about him going into the season, if that is the case. If that is the case, then that's a big if. Like I really don't know if Bobby's gonna pull because he would and look, he, there he there is no inclination to think that he it's basically just, did that last right. year. And it's it's just the craziness that we saw Pat Connaughton do it. Yeah, 
I have a feeling that Pat did it knowing probably there's an extension or a handshake deal on the other side. Even then, though, you can get it from the team now. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe maybe it was, hey, guys, if you do us this solid, we will lock you up long term. We that's will just, also use that. That's just so unheard of. Uh, absolutely. It's so unheard of in, in professional sports to go on a handshake agreement like that. Um, and EJ Liddell still falling, you know, so may, maybe, may, maybe well, and, you know, what everyone thought was a perfect fit, which usually is the case, isn't. So I, I think in the past we have seen the first round pick by the Bucks. It's been very polarizing in, in some of the picks that we have seen made by this franchise. And let's just go back and look at essentially the last 10 years of draft picks. And again, John Horst didn't make all these picks. But for the last 10 years, there is one thing that really stands out to me. Jordan Wara was not a first-round pick, but Jordan Wara is what you have left from the draft in 2020. Uh, Sam Merrill was a, a piece that helped get you a lot of other pieces, so we we can't take that out. But Jordan War is is what you have left from there. Was he? He was like second rounder, but early, right? Wasn't he like thirty uh, three or something? Yeah, around thirty five. I want to say forty somewhere in that range. Jordan Wara. Then you go back to Dante Divincenzo, DJ Wilson in John Horst's first year on the job, basically first week on the job. Uh, Thonmaker was your first-round pick prior to that. Malcolm Brogdon was the second-rounder in the same draft. Rookie of the year. Rashad Vaughn prior to that. Jabari Parker, the second overall pick prior to that. snubbed in that draft. In 2014. Damian Inglis, also in that draft. And Johnny O'Brien. So that takes us back to 2014. If we add up... Summer League teammates, Justin... If we add up games played in a Bucks uniform by those nine guys, 1,176. Can you put that into context for people? There are 82 games in a season. Yeah. So nine guys, 1,100 games played between those nine. Uh, not great. Yeah, not great. That's like what? 12 seasons? 100, 100, 12 seasons. 120 games per player is what you're averaging. So a season and a half per guy is what you've gotten there. 77 playoff games played from that group for the Bucks. The year prior to that, you drafted somebody named Giannis Adetokounmpo who's played in 656 games, so more than half of that total. And 76 playoff games versus 77 from that other group. So I love a good Justin Nugget. Giannis, he's, he's, been, he's been waiting to drop this one all oh, Literally since like 4 o'clock today. Giannis Whoa. has played. John Henson, by the way, don't, don't take away from him either. Prior to Giannis, 405 games and 14 playoff games. Giannis has played in 30% of the games by a Bucks draft pick dating back to John Henson, and 46% of the playoff games played by a Bucks draft pick have been from Giannis alone since 2012. No pressure, so Marjan. they need this influx of talent. You need somebody that's going to stick around more than a year or two years. The guy besides Giannis that has played the most games in a Bucks uniform as a Bucks draft pick, and he's also played in the most playoff games, 
Take a guess who it is of the list of names I just read you. Dante? Close. Dante has played in 176 games. He has played the second most playoff games since Giannis was drafted at 13. Jordan Juarez also at 13. The player that has played the most Bucks basketball games. Thon? Malcolm Brogdon at 187 games and 20 playoff games. So it's been Giannis and Malcolm Brogdon, who's no longer with the team. That's the bulk of the playing time you've gotten from the draft. Yeah, that's not great. You need Marjan Bochan. If you're going to keep this If you're this keeping pick, this, yeah. you need him to be a rotational player. I said I like it. What do you think? I like it under the context of the way the team is constructed. And again, we're assuming it doesn't have to be opting in, but we're assuming Bobby Portis is back in some capacity. Whether he does opt in and takes a massive pay cut again, or it's an but extension. Don't, but don't you think if the Bucks knew that Bobby wasn't a part of the future, they would have drafted would have EJ, seen EJ, Liddell. EJ Liddell as the... Yeah, that's a good point. I like it under the context of we feel pretty good about our starters, we feel pretty good about this depth with, with Pat, with Bobby. Who knows if there's another move to be made, as we've talked about. They do have the taxpayer mid-level that can bring in a 6 to $7 million contract. We add this guy into the mix as well, and we can kind of bring him along where he plays on some of those units with Pat. I like it that he can be a productive guy in that sense. Javon Carter. Javon Carter's another one. Wesley Matthews is another name that, that John Horst had said they – they very strongly want to bring back. And again, those are guys. The more veterans that are around him and the less that you ask of Hand up. We need you to do this. I was wrong about Wes. I was we wrong about, I was wrong about Wes. He was awesome for the Bucks last year. Twenty four hasn't exactly been great for producing talent. There has been some gems. Maybe Marjan Bochamp is the next on this list. We'll go through the names after this. While we were away, the NBA champion Golden State Warriors make their first-round pick, and it is Patrick Baldwin Jr. Fascinating. Legitimately shocked. 28th overall. But when you talk about what Patrick Baldwin does can well do and where he could excel... He's going to get open. It's perfect. He's going to get open. And just think about, you know, Steph and Clay and Draymond and what we saw Jordan Poole do and Andrew Wiggins, the the win-now talent that they have. But think about Patrick Baldwin Jr., a, a duo of draft picks in the last couple of years that we've seen a little bit of. You saw some Jonathan Kaminga a little bit through the regular season. Very, very briefly in the postseason, James Wiseman, another guy that injuries have derailed so far. But if these young guys start to pan out, I mean, it, the, the Warriors, Warriors are flush with talent. It's it's ridiculous. It It is absolutely ridiculous how, you know, it, it honestly is something that I wish the Bucks would have been able to do to backlog some of that young talent, but they haven't been in a position to do so with what they've had to do in order to create a championship-level team by bringing in you know, Drew Holiday and P.J. Tucker and leveraging draft picks and 
Horse is aggressive with his draft picks, and this will be interesting to see what Marjan uh, Bochamp's able to do for the Bucks. But good on Patrick Baldwin Jr. Yeah. You know, congrats to him because he took a risk by following his his dad to a Horizon League school. And if you go to a Horizon League school, there's less exposure. He put himself in a situation where we talked with Scott Warris earlier, who's the voice of the Milwaukee Panthers, and he talked about how he had to do a lot more than maybe what he was capable of in terms of carrying the team, having to create for himself. He can shoot, and he's really tall. And the amount of open looks that he will get if he's able to find the court um, with the core of this Warriors team, man... I mean, you just just think about all the looks Andrew Wiggins got and how like Wiggins was able to thrive in, in a role in which people never thought he would be able to change his game. Championship teams just mold people into the right role, and I think they found a good home. I think about all the Milwaukee connections on the Warriors, too, with Kevin Looney, Jordan Poole. Now you got PBJ. It's insane. Gary Payton Jr., or Gary Payton II isn't from Milwaukee, but his time with the Bucks. There's a lot. Yeah, the four one four Warriors. They're the Bucks West. Yeah. Good for Patrick Baldwin Jr. As we know, he's not at the draft. As Scott told us here, with his family, and that's got to be a getting cool that call family to, room. To, hey, uh, you're joining the reigning NBA champions. That's 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 amazing. That's really cool. Um, you know, because like I've had an opportunity. We've done the Wisconsin Sports Awards as a company in the past, and. You know, Patrick Baldwin Sr. would be there, and he brought Junior, and and like again, a humble yeah. group, a humble kid. Scott, you know, joined us and talked about how he works hard, has lived in the gym his entire life, and uh, it's just it's cool to see the state of Wisconsin continue to produce products that are making it in the NBA. And uh, man, nobody had him in the first round. No, nobody. Uh, I was the Warriors did. It was around 45 was the consensus of where you kept seeing Patrick Bowen Jr.'s name. Uh, I mentioned it's been kind of hit or miss at 24. Ty Ty Washington now to uh, the Memphis Grizzlies here, which as we talked about, Coach Calipari, if he does one thing, he gets you ready for the NBA. And now two guys are going into great spots here for Ty Ty Washington. Assuming he stays there and Patrick Baldwin Jr. with the Warriors. But looking back at 24, what we've seen, you got to go back to 18, the last time you really saw an impact guy or, or somebody that's starting to get there in Anthony Simons to the Blazers. Tyus Jones is starting okay. to mold himself there yeah, with those Memphis absolutely. Grizzlies. He went 24th in 2015. Tim Hardaway Jr. is at least a rotational player and a shooter. He went 24th in 2013. Reggie Jackson was the 24th overall pick in 2011. Reggie's sneaky, like, really good. So it's it's every other year, basically, that you're seeing somebody latch on there. Serge Ibaka was the 24th overall pick. So was Kyle Lowry and Delonte West and Andre Kirilenko. The really the golden era of the 24th pick. And this dates back to when it was basically 27 or 28 teams. There was a span of 1991 to 96. Rick Fox, Latrell Sprewell, <laughs> Sam Cassell, Monty Williams, and Derek Fisher. What? At 24? At 24. So, I mean, look, if, if Marjan Bochamp is... That's good company, man. Derek Fisher is Rick, Fo- Rick Fox in Rick under-the-radar career, too. I don't know if it was under-the-radar. I think so. 
Uh, but here's what I do want to get to. We we had a great show. We're coming up close to the end here. Shaka Smart joined us er- earlier today. And this is what we need Marjan Bochamp to turn into. He would call those guys hard rocking brothers. We're going to change that to hard rocking dudes. And that's somebody that can de- defend and uh, guard multiple positions, rebound tough, the P.J. Tucker-like guys. And uh, here's what Marjan Bochamp had to say uh, in a pre-draft workout media session. I love this. Kind of like a role like a Herbert Jones. I've I seen his role with the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. And he shot 40% over three and defended the best players, you know, so just learning off that. And I, I watch a lot of, like, Michael Bridges and stuff, so... So, like players like that, like with that impact, because I know that's going to get me on the court. I love it. Those two names, too. Great. Like, I like, watch Mikel Bridges. Mikel Bridges and Herb Jones. You got a guy who's not shooting to be Giannis. You got a guy who's trying to be a hard. What is it? He just. Shaka, what is it? He would call those guys hard rocking brothers. That's what we got with Marjan Bochamp. Or. Maybe he's a guy that has a rocket, too. I mean, that wouldn't be a bad thing. Remains to be seen. But uh, look, if you're Giannis, you're Chris, you're Drew, and you you see the young kid that's coming in saying, uh, yeah, I want to defend the the best player offensively, great, man. Are you kidding me? Have at it. Like, they should be sending that uh, clip across the group text for the Milwaukee Bucks and be like, hey, we got a pretty good kid coming in here. He doesn't want to take any of our shots. He just wants to guard the best player. Drew Holiday and Wes Matthews are going to be like, what? That's our job. Rockets in his ass. <laughs> Shaka was the best part of the night. He would uh, call those guys hard rocking brothers. Shaka was great. Our thanks to Shaka Smart, to Scott Warris, to everybody who hung out with us on the live stream on WTMJ on ESPN Wisconsin throughout the night. Marjon Bochamp, the latest member of the Bucks, and now our eyes are on free agency, which begins one week from today. He would call those guys hard rocking brothers.